Thanks for coming again. You are brave. You came here to listen to me. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> so patient. Very good morning. Nice to be here again. There's a new microphone. It's okay? The sound in the back? Yeah? It's okay? Okay, thank you. I want to share with you a history about a lady in John chapter 4. If you have our Bible, you can just open and leave it open. We are going through the text together, reading together. John, uh, the Gospel of John chapter 4. And I want to start this time together with a question for you. What if you could live your life again? If you could back in time. Do you remember when you were a kid? Your first friends in your neighborhood, do you remember their names, their faces? Where, where are they now? Or when you went to visit your grandparents and, and your parents driving the car or in the back seat, your mom told you off, be quiet there, don't touch nothing, oh, I'm okay. <laughs> do you remember the first moments in your childhood, your friends? The first kiss. Who remember the first kiss? Giovanna, don't, don't lift your hand. <laughs> I'm jealous, I'm joking. The first kiss, the first important person in your life, first job, if you could live your life again. The mistakes, good memories, but some of us, painful memories. This week, I received a message on my Instagram and I laid, uh, with this question, about this question, and I laid, she said, uh, I would like to leave everything the same again, even with the, my uh, mistakes, wrong decisions, because these make me stronger. Okay, but some people, some people, lovely parents, lovely home, but some of us, was so painful and through the years we have memories and some disappointments with people and wrong decisions okay you came here Sunday morning to the church to listen to something very good oh the life will be amazing for you I want to feel uh, happy this morning Daniel why are you talking about live of my life again it was so hard for me some moments I don't live again that moment depends some of us with wrong decisions. Maybe you moved for another town in the wrong moment of your life. Maybe you get divorced in the wrong moment. Maybe you get married with the wrong person. And some deep wrong decisions. Secret inside of us, within, deep in our feelings. Some of us, we gave ourselves for the wrong person. Some people, they keep that secrets, they have abortions, they are involved with drugs, they were involved with wrong friends, they hated in the past someone. Some people, they have a hard and tough and difficult past. But, if you could leave everything again, and from very beginning, Today we are going through a, a history of one lady with, with a difficult past, with lots of wrong decisions. She gave herself many, many times for the wrong person, and then she 
to believe her again, and she gave her feelings, her energy, her time, her love for the wrong person again, and again another disappointment, and through the years, she was just adding wrong mistakes, wrong decisions, and problems, and this is her past. Chapter 4, read with me, <clears throat> verse Verse, 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 verse. Seven. Seven. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Here you give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for drink, you would have asked him. And he would have given you living water. Okay, we need to understand this. This lady, she's strong. I like her. Strong personality, opinion. Just to understand this picture. Let me come back a few years ago, a lot of years ago. I was in the seminary, the seminary. I was giving lessons about uh, urban missions and New Testament. And in my country, is 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 new. We don't have uh, too much information about that radical countries, Islamic culture. We don't have this, and we receive in our country a gentleman who uh, received Jesus came from a very far away in the Middle East, right country where they have persecution against uh, Christians. He left everything, his family, everything to survive. And our organization at the time uh, just hosted him and received him in my country. And he learned the language. And he became a kind of uh, trainer in the missions uh, agents to people who was going to that nations to preach the gospel. But look, he was struggling with the culture. Amazing person. Amazing man. And sometimes you used to invite him for some keynotes, speeches, and some trainings about the culture in that countries and that places to understand better. And a group of ladies from the church, now this is funny, they have been praying for these nations. And some of them... They felt God, okay, God is calling me to go for that nation, to preach in there. So they start to study about the culture, the lifestyle, the language, and everything. And then we invite this man to talk with the ladies. And he was talking and say, you will never read ladies in that countries with the gospel. And our ladies, they said, why, how, how can you speak like this? No, we are praying with you in Jesus' name. Blah, 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 blah. Why we cannot reach the ladies in that country with the gospel? And he said, this is the answer. It's your attitude. What's wrong with your, my attitude? I am man. You look at me in my eyes, make questions for me, raise your voice. And what's wrong? Everything. In my country, the ladies, they look to the ground. They ask permission to speak with their husband, and if they have a question, they, they need to ask for permission to have a question. And they listen, are you crazy? You see, <laughs> your problem is, and now, oh, 
this was a tragedy, the, last, the, the next sentence. He said, you are a problem, my sister. You think too much. You have too much brain. Whoa. <laughs> the result. They called me and another guys, we were in other classes. Come, come to bring some calm for that situation to save the man because it was, was a fight. You can imagine to send the guy back with wounds and scars from lady. How oh, this is impossible? Is it still like this in some countries? Now, take your time machine, come back for this scene here. This time of Jesus was like this. He came to drink water. He asked for water. And she stopped and said, why you are you talking like this? You see her attitude? You are a Jew. I'm Samaritan. How can you speak with me? This is wrong in that culture. The right answer is supposed to be yes. And then in this conversation, there's a lot of questions from her. This show her attitude. But it's so beautiful here because Jesus was waiting in that well for her. Now, can you imagine? She woke up in the morning. 12 o'clock at noon, hot, very hot. Nobody was there. She was trying to not, she was avoiding people. She was trying to not speak with anyone. You know that kind of situation when they invite you for your uh, brother-in-law birthday and you don't want to speak with your relatives because uh, you are tired or you are trying to hidden something or you are trying to avoid questions, or there's some things very in your private life, very personal. You don't want anyone trying to uh, discover you, trying to be nice with you, this kind of situation. So she was waiting for the right moment when everything was empty, nobody was there. Okay, I have to, uh, to take water. Nobody was there. I go there. She took the, the jar, the pot of water. Let's go. Mm, there's a guy there. A man. I'll go back later. But I need water. Okay. She was so aggressive. Jesus just asked, can you give me some water? And she blew with, with a machine gun. Something was wrong with her. He just asked for water. And she came with boom, boom, boom. Before he speaks, she was trying to avoid. Okay, this man's here. I'll drink my water and, and go back home. And she was doing, and oh no, he's, he's looking at me. Oh, okay, he won't speak to me. Can you some water? We are Jews. Why are you speaking to me? And Samaritan, I don't want to speak with you. I like this moment. I can imagine. Jesus waiting for her. Now, put your focus on the camera and Jesus. He was there. Oh, this girl's not coming. Come on. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Father, you sent me to this place here. The disciples went to McDonald's and he was there waiting. Oh, he's not, she's not coming. Oh, she's coming now. Okay. Jesus waiting. Can you imagine? Jesus waiting for me. 
to finish, to chase money, to finish my internet stuff, to finish everything, to come to him. And Jesus is thirsty. Thirsty of me. Thirsty to, this, to have this meeting, this conversation, to look at my eyes, to start to talk, to have time with me. Jesus, the creator of the universe, was sitting in the well, waiting for someone who was trying to avoid God. I see myself in this lady many times. I can see myself in there trying to, okay, you are there, I need to go there. And he was waiting. Sit, sat in the, in the well, waiting for her to have a moment with her. You don't need to answer. How many times in your life, in my life, we are here together, we just leave God waiting for our mood, for our best conditions to take some decisions. Uh, okay, yes, we come to the church. Yes, uh, by the way, ah, yeah, we have Sunday morning church. Yeah, I've met God there. Uh, yesterday I was speaking with someone. Uh, he was a businessman. He was trying and struggling to try to bring um, his spirituality out from the weekends for his everyday life and his meeting with his clients and and um, suppliers and everything. And I said, look, the service, the worship type is in the life, is in every day. But we are always going to internet, looking for something. We are always busy and our tasks never finish. We always have something else to do, always. When you think, okay, I'll clean the house, I'll do this and do that, another thing will just come. And jump in your way. Everything. And Jesus was waiting. And they start to talk. And I love this conversation. And her uh, answer. And then Jesus answered her. If you knew the gift of God. In other words, he said, okay, I'm thirsty. I'm here. You are here now. I got, now let me show something for you. Who is the person who is really thirsty here? It's you and not me. Because I have a living water to give to you. You are thirsty. You know this kind of feeling that we never feel sometimes satisfied. We are always looking for something new. We are always looking for something or to shop, to, to buy something. Oh, now I need to buy my house. God help me. And our prayers is for outside. Buy a house, raise kids, pay bills. Oh God, please help me in my career. Oh, God, please help the church, help save the world, never inside. Never about the thirst of my soul. We are always looking, hunting stuffs. We are, we are always <coughs> taking another task and another task, and now I want to change my car. Oh, this year, my target is this, my target is that. We never stop, because when we stop, we start to realize, oh, I'm still thirsty of something, and I don't have for this feeling. Okay, we are going to name it this morning. You are thirsty of something. That's why you had five husbands, bed to bed, <coughs> situation to another situation, website to another website, shop 
buy something to buy another new something, uh, another kid, another husband, another life, another city, another country, another job, another career, another university, another course. You are always looking for something because you are thirsty. There is a living water. Oh, but I'm a believer. I'm not talking about church. Because she said, okay, let's talk about theology, Jesus. Where's the right place to worship God if you keep reading the text? I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about come to the church. This is dead religion. This is a camouflage. This is do things to help God. I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about your heart. The thirst of your soul. When Jesus talked about the living water, she said, verse uh, 11, Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank, uh, drank for it himself, and did also him, uh, his sons and his livestock. And Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water, you'll be thirst again and again and again. And then, lady, you go to Ashburn, which is nice, but the next month, you still are thirsty. Okay, and then you go for another weekend or night of prayer, and it's nice. And all this is good stuff. I'm not talking about bad things. I'm not talking about sin. But still thirsty. Whoever drinks the water I give them, you're never thirsty. Indeed, the water I give them, you become in them. Oh, I love this. A spring of water. Fifteen. The answer. Sir, give me this water now. You have a tablet, a painkiller I can drink now, and my life will be different. So that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. Keep coming back for the same situation, for the same scene, for the same well, for the same faulting or the same situation again and again and again. Give me this drink water like automatic, like fast food, like something quickly. You have a tablet? Drink uh, living water here? Okay, my life is different. I'll come to the church, you lay down uh, uh, your hands in my head, pray for me, and I'll be a new person. It's magic. Give me now. In other words, she's saying the thing that we love to listen to this. She said, okay, I agree, I want this, God. When, when you are trying to preach for someone, and this person just say, yes, okay, I believe I'll become a Christian. And you say, oh, this is awesome. And this is really good. But then the answer of Jesus now, he said, go, call your husband. For two reasons. First, in that time, in that culture, spiritual teachings are supposed to be delivered or teach, teach for men. And the lady used to ask for, for the husbands, oh, how is it to understand? 
Second reason. Jesus touched now, he touched in the very painful point in her life. Okay, I understood. That's fine. It's just come to, to the church and then I will have this living water. And Jesus came now and touched and her memories and her disappointments. Call your husband. Mm, red sign. Okay, Jesus, this is, you are crossing the line now. This is. She has been aggressive with him, almost rude all the time. Why? Why she was trying to protect? She was trying to protect something. I don't want close friends. I don't want that person in my house or just very superficial friendship. I don't want anyone ask deep questions about my life. I don't want to be confronted about nothing because there is something inside of me within or in my past or in my memories. There is something that hurts. It's painful. I don't like to be remembered about this. And I just, Jesus, it's okay for me if you just keep coming to the church, trying to drink this living water. Why you need to touch this kind of stuff, Jesus? Call my husband. I have no husband. And that's it. And then Jesus go again, another step. Yes, I know. Because you had five. You remember, oh, one, one marriage is it's enough. <laughs> five. She was trying to be happy. She was trying to find meaning, passion, love. She was trying to be accepted. Accept is right? Acceptance for someone. So in the first marriage, can you imagine the first one? Falling in love, flowers, do you remember? Before internet, <laughs> the letters, romantic letters, I love you with hearts, and you put some perfume in the letter. The first, they get married. They spend a lot of money. They invite people. They eat. They have a honeymoon. They fight. They offended. She's with strong personality. <laughs> I know what it means to get married with someone strong. <laughs> I love you, my love. We'll talk later. She's strong. They divorced. Maybe she come back for her parents' house. Maybe the husband uh, chased the money back from because that time they used to pay for the bride. I don't know. Maybe. We don't have this information. But by the coach, culture, we can try to imagine. Then another neighbor, another different guy in the church. Oh, they start to engage again. And she starts to believe it again. Oh, the people are different. I will try to be happy again. I will try to believe again. I will try to forget that disappointment in my life. That was a season, was another me. I'm a different person now. I'll try again and again and again. And four times. Can you imagine how was her last marriage? After four? When he was trying to speak something, she was, okay, I know what you're saying. Bah, 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 machine gun again. She's strong. Five times. When you have 
lots of disappointments in our lives. We become dry. We become stronger. I don't know any strong person who had an easy past. Let me tell you something. If you had a difficult past, lots of disappointments, and if it still is painful, maybe you don't understand, God was there with you. God was building a warrior. God was building someone stronger. Someone who doesn't fit in the normal places, who doesn't have the same opinion, who doesn't fit in a normal church, who is not outcoming in every, any place because it's different, because this person know, you know, this person knows how is the life and how the life can be tough, difficult. Because of your wrong mis, uh, decisions, because of your mistakes, because of your suffering, you are stronger now. You're better now. You can face different situations now. You are ready now to talk with Jesus about your past. You are ready now to come to the well. To not pray for anyone. But to say, okay, I have something in me. I don't know the name, but I'm thirsty. I need this. I don't want to pray for my kids. I don't want to pray for my career. I don't want to pray for my future. I don't want to pray for the church. I don't want to pray for revival. I want to pray because I need the living water in me. To overcome that moment in my life. Five disappointments. Five times. Jesus is this kind of, how is the word in English? Fence breaker. <laughs> when you cross the fence, the limits, your protection, he likes to do that. Because God is tired of plastic spirituality. If you read Isaiah chapter 1, you see God is tired of people raising, lifting hands, saying, oh, Lord, we love you, but their hearts are dry. God doesn't want this. Jesus is tired. I don't want to talk with you, girl, little girl, about where's the right place to worship God. If it's Jerusalem, if it's here. Because the true worshipers, the Father is seeking for true worshipers. But I want to talk to you about another stuff, another thing. When you try to defend yourself, to protect something, you talk about another situations. Weather, Brexit, money, church, everything. Because you don't want to talk about your heart. And Jesus was waiting for this moment. You can see this conversation she was trying to avoid all the time. And just say, okay, I need to go one step. Call her husband. I have no husband and stop. No more information. Jesus says, yes, I know because you had five. Whoa. Okay, Jesus. What's the point with this? Why you are doing? And she said, I can see you are a prophet. I can see. Verse 25. But we are waiting for someone else. We're waiting for the Messiah, and this man, this guy, will explain everything to us. Again, she was trying to avoid. It's not to me, it's to us. <laughs> I can't imagine Jesus' mind inside. <laughs> I love you, girl. 
I came here for you. I am the one. It's me. You don't need to seek nothing anymore. You don't need to keep coming to this well. You don't need to keep running. You don't need to keep searching for things because it's not Crowley Community Church. It's not Christianism. It's me. It's Jesus. We get used with this name and this is our problem. Uh, many times I like to share just a few parts of my personal history because I don't want to talk, talk, talk all the time about me. We need to talk about the, the gospel and, the God and Jesus Christ, but sometimes helps. Uh, the, the worst moment in my life wa was when I felt myself and I could see myself being a, a kind of professional, uh, executive or a businessman of faith with thousands and tons of information in my brain. But when I was depressed and struggling and weeping and looking for answers, that Bible texts or uh, Greek dictionaries or Hebrew dictionaries and four years of theology didn't help me nothing. All the church culture and the vocabulary and the choreography and everything didn't help me nothing. I was thirsty of him. And I said, okay, Lord, I know lots of information. I know the right place to worship. I know how works your kingdom. I know how to deal with church and with people in church, with the business of church, with the money of church, and, and methodology to plant in church. I'm professor in this theological seminary. I have this pedigree and this surname of my family. My father was a pastor. My brother's a pastor. But I don't know you. I need to get ready. I need to leave myself free to forget my knowledge, to forget my excuses, to forget my jar of water. I need something real right now. I am the one that you are looking for. It's me. I'm here waiting for you all this time. Why you are praying for everything but you are not praying for your heart? Why you are praying for everything but you are not asking, Lord, I need this spring water. I need this living water. I know you. I love you. But I need no more religion. No more information from the pulpit. Information we can learn, we can read, and it's good. But the living water is not pastor, church, anyone, or a fancy preacher, or a nice rock Christian band. It's you, Jesus. And Jesus was there, okay, she got it. <laughs> and now, and now, Jesus, there is nothing more important. Because last week, Jesus, that guy with, with red axe in the church, who was preaching about the guys walking to Emmaus, and they left everything and came back to Jerusalem because you talked to them, and they felt this flame, this passion burning in their chest and in their hearts, the flame, the passion. And now there is a lady thirsty, and you talk about water, and this water can, can kill her thirst. And now she found 
everything, the main reason for everything. Now, this morning, I want to ask you something. If you could live your life again, if you could deal with your memories again, you can. You can bring your life in the past. You can bring here, this morning, to him. And say, look, Jesus, you have water to wash this. It's not, you still remember, you have memory. But I don't want to feel the pain anymore. And I don't want to build my future. Or, in other words, I don't want this, my past or memories, be an obstacle to build a new future. I need a strong reason to live. And I cannot change my past. It's done. If I was not fair with someone, I don't want to look for anyone to blame. I don't want to feel this guilt anymore. I want to build something new. It's not more about the well. It's not more about the career. It's not more about to make the church grow. It's not about things and stuffs outside. It's about the water. And oh, it's not about the well, so I don't need this well now. She left. If you keep reading, she left the jar, the pot of water there, and she ran to the town. <laughs> she was avoiding people. In this conversation, we have one person in the beginning of the text and another person at the end. She was there with a bad mood. I won't talk with anyone. Okay, just go for the church, have a coffee, and go back home, and that's it. Perfect. Now she was open her life. She was looking for people. I need to talk with someone. Hey, come here, come here, come here. Call, send a WhatsApp message. Let me prepare a cake, invite my neighbor, invite that co-worker, invite that person, uh, invite to my home. I don't know how to preach, but I know who knows. And come to listen that man. I don't know how to explain for you guys, but you need, to, you need to listen to him. She was a bridge. For all that town came and Jesus stayed there for three days preaching and preaching. And everybody was saved. In the end, they said, you can read. Hey, girl. It's not, and it's funny, we don't know her name. <laughs> the message is more important than the person. We don't know her name. We don't need it. And they say, hey, girl. It's not about what you said. It's about what you can see now. And it's about what you are listening to him, from him now. I don't know about you guys. But I see myself in this girl all the time. Season of my life. Moments of my life that I thought, okay, I'll just keep going. Keep walking, keep working with a lot of disappointments inside of me. I'll keep uh, with my dead religion. And you can give any name for this religion. Pentecostal, uh, charismatic, Christian, believer, any name. And we can talk about theology. Where's the right place? How can we have a healthy teaching about New Testament? Oh, this is good. And this was me and my life. And then a point, I said, okay, I'm still thirsty. Why? <laughs> Why I sing like Romans? I can get no satisfaction, nothing. I open my fridge, I watch Netflix, trying to work hard, and I try to be example, but I'm still thirsty. What's wrong? You need to be very to admit some kind of prayers. 
to share with him. And then Jesus was waiting. And she came. It was a trap. God's trap. I love this. <laughs> it was an ambush. It was a plan from God. Because if you read before, it's written there. Jesus had to, was necessary to go to Samaria. All the time. It was a puzzle. God was in control. And he's seeing everything. I want to share this history with you guys. Because my hope is. You don't need to tell me. You do, if you want, yes, you can. But you don't have to. My hope is that this morning, now, he's here. And you can bring your life and your past to him. He's waiting for this. He doesn't want you to keep going for the God's mission. And we'll talk about this on next Sunday. These guys from Emmaus, with they come back to Jerusalem. And what happened? This lady now came back to the town. What happened? This we'll talk about next um, Sunday. But he doesn't want you working and doing stuff for him. He wants you. He wants you. The whole thing. It's not like a pizza slices of your life. He wants your heart. He wants your hurt past. He wants everything. And you know what? He doesn't remember your sin. He doesn't remember that abortion. He doesn't remember that wrong decision. He doesn't remember. Nothing. I mean, easier is the word. When you lost your memories. <laughs> God lost his memories about your wrong past. He didn't ask any explanation for her. How was her life with the, th uh, let me see, with the third husband to humiliate her? Nothing. Just open the living water. This is my hope for you this morning. And I will be here, we will be here to pray for you. To give you a hug. And you don't have to explain nothing. But don't miss the opportunity to talk with him. And to face your thirsty. Can we pray? Let's stand. Jesus. Jesus. Extraordinary. Amazing name. Jesus. Sweet Jesus, you are here this morning. And you can see every history here, every background, every feeling, fear, suspicious, everything that we carry and we carry in our hearts. I know you are here, Lord. I know you have living water. And it's free. It's free for every, everyone. Every those who wants, who are thirsty. I know, Lord, that sometimes you keep avoiding this kind of situations. To talk about feelings. Because for some of us it's painful. It's easier for us to keep busy. To have a busy life. To have a busy church. To have busy activities. And... Uh, to involve our lives with normal routine. 
It's hard for us to have one time in seven days a week that we spend half an hour talking about our feelings and talk about how you can heal them, how you can heal these feelings, the past. Sometimes, Lord, our prayers are like WhatsApp message. Short prayers, oh God, by the way, do this or do that. But this moment, when you spend, I don't know, around 20 minutes, 25 minutes talking about the past, disappointments, this moment is special, Lord. We are busy with, with our well, with our jar of water. But we need the living water. Because this water of our lives, this busy life outside, these decisions about our lives, we will feel thirsty again and next month again. But we need the living water for our souls. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the forgiveness, for the new life. We don't need burdens anymore. There is no condemnation about our past anymore. And yes, we can born again. We can live our lives again in new. A new life. Thank you for the bad experience. For the doors that were shut in our faces. For all the no's that we received for someone. Thank you to build someone stronger in me. Thank you to build someone with opinion. And now I'm here and I want to surrender myself for you, Lord. Give me this water. Give us this water, Lord. Holy Spirit, you can take these words for places where only the word by itself can never get there. Holy Spirit can go deep in our souls this morning. You can cross the lines, the borders, the barrier, the defenses, the fences. And you can go there to the past. You can go there to our hearts, to the memories, to heal, to wash with the living water. We need this, Lord. Before I go to the mission, before I go to the town, before go to invite people, we need to be washed. We need to be uh, <clears throat> washed because we are thirsty. So this morning, me, Daniel, I want to live here in this moment of prayer, my jar, my jar, my pot of water. This is not important anymore for me, Lord. My business is not more important than you. Even my family, even my career, even the church, even uh, titles, money, internet, food, nothing. All this is just jar and pots of water. I want the real thing. I need, I need to go out. I need to spread this news. I need to invite people because they need living water as well. Only you can do this, Lord. We love you. We are here for you. Thank you. Thank you for waiting. Thank you for being so patient with us. Thank you because you never give up on us. Thank you because you stayed there 
waiting for me all this time, Lord. Thank you because I was so aggressive with you many times and you are keeping there loving and giving me the living water. Amen. Amen. Like I said, we will be here to talk, to chat, and to pray, to hug you any moment. This is the, the goal of this. The church, some, pla some places, there is no space for confessions, to wash the heavy feelings. But the church is supposed to be a place like this, as a hospital. You can come and you can talk and you can pray. For me, I'm finished. You are free to chat, to have a free time together and then to a coffee or to pray or whatever. Okay? God bless you. Thank you to listen and uh, for your patience.